0: This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dell. It's Friday, January 26, 2024, 39 days until Super Tuesday. And here in Maine, we still don't know if Donald Trump's going to be on the ballot. Joining me by phone today is Ethan Strimling, former mayor of the city of Portland and one of the challengers to the nomination petition of Donald Trump. Strimling contends that Trump's barred from office because he engaged in an insurrection in violation of the Constitution, Maine Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows, agreed with Strimling and invalidated Trump's nomination petition in late December. The case is making its way around the judicial system and around the national news, with just two days ago a decision by the Maine Supreme Judicial Court. What does it all mean? What's next? Let's find out. Welcome back, Ethan Strimling.
1: Thank you. Glad to be welcomed back. I thought our last conversation was a lot of fun. So
0: It was well, a lot yeah. of fun. And, I, and I'm, I'm happier back because just two days ago in Maine, we had a decision from the law court that, I don't know, does it answer the question, uh, are Republican primary voters going to be able to vote for Donald Trump on March 5th?
1: Well, there was never a question about whether they would be able to vote for um, Donald Trump. He's going to be on the ballot because the ballots have to be printed before this will be finally adjudicated. The question that really Secretary Bellows was trying to get answered was we want the voters to know whether or not their vote for Donald Trump is a vote that will count or not. Because obviously if he is disqualified, if he's not allowed to hold the office of the presidency, uh, all those votes would be um you know, couldn't be cast for somebody else. So um, that the question of whether or not he will be disqualified is still now up in the air, unfortunately, uh, but uh, his name will be on the ballot. So hopefully we'll be able to get to a more clear answer by then, but many are concerned we won't.
0: So we were waited, waiting with bated breath for the law court decision, but essentially what they decided was that because of this pesky final judgment rule, that they couldn't really to you know, entertain the appeal. What were you hoping that the law court was gonna do?
1: Well, I was hoping, I think what many people were hoping on both sides, it's very interesting. You know, there, there were Republicans who were asking the law court to rule on this as well, just to get the decision. But we were looking for the main law court to do the same thing that the Colorado um, Supreme Court did, which is rule on the merits of the case. And the, and the case itself revolves around three questions. One is, does Chenna Bellows have the authority to make this decision? Number two, does uh, the 14th Amendment uh, apply to the Office of the Presidency? And number three, is Donald Trump disqualified because of what he did on January 6th? And, of course, the Colorado Supreme Court looked at those three questions for their state and said, yes, um, we have the ability to do this. Yes, the 14th Amendment applies. And yes, of course, what Donald Trump did on January 6th was uh, disqualifies him for the presidency, same thing that their district court had said. So we had hoped that our courts would at least look at the facts of the case, and neither court was willing to do that, and it was very disappointing with the Superior Court, because she just basically sent it back to Shenaz and said, we to sit on this and wait until the Supreme Court makes a decision. But. Um, you know how often the supreme court makes a decision and then there are still a hundred questions that have to be answered from there and so if the supreme court makes a decision um you know let's say the supreme court uh, rules in favor of um donald trump being disqualified let's say they disqualify donald trump well you better believe that donald trump is then going to appeal that to shana bellows on the state authority ground and whether she has the grounds to do this or not and Therefore, we'll be back in the whole process again. So I think uh, the the Supreme Court could rule the Supreme Court could rule that Colorado was um, right to do what they did. And each state has to do it. They have to make their own decision. Right. And there could be a lot of things. So what we don't know is what their decision is going to be. And now once the Supreme Court rules, which won't be until the middle of February at at the earliest, probably the end of February, we're going to have to go through a whole six week process again.
0: When you say decide the case, though, it's a pretty big ask, right? I mean, it's a pretty big ask for the challengers, yourself and others, as well as the Secretary of State, to expect either the Superior Court or the United States Supreme Court to decide the ultimate issue that you're sort of resting your your you know your case on, which is that he engaged in an insurrection. That was the finding of the Secretary, is that she found that you had met your burden that he had engaged in an insurrection, and therefore was not qualified, and therefore, when he signed his petition, he was lying. But I mean, I, I I think it makes a lot of sense to me that we were going to wait for the United States Supreme Court to determine whether or not, you know, the Constitution applies. But in the long run, what we're talking about really is is whether or not um, Maine Republicans on March fifth, or or really any unenrolled voter, is is going to vote. For trump and whether or not that vote counts but isn't in maine because we have ranked choice voting isn't it like sort of doesn't it it almost seems to me like it doesn't really matter like it, another what i mean is that if if the election takes place and there's a determination that trump is not qualified then everyone who voted for trump hopefully will have picked a second candidate and and then that person would would get the votes and if they determine, if the court determines that Trump is qualified, then the votes will be counted. So isn't this really an example of maybe when ranked choice voting might help Republicans?
1: Well, I certainly think ranked choice voting would help Republicans, but they have already said they're not going to accept ranked choice voting. So it will be interesting to see if all of a sudden they needed to accept ranked choice voting for some reason. But, um, you know, you're right. Um, Shanna looked at this. She looked at the facts and determined that he Um, was an insurrectionist, Uh, two courts in Colorado determined the same thing. And yes, those are big, those are hard questions, but that's what our courts are here for, right? They're supposed to answer the big, hard, tough questions. That's what our secretary of state is supposed to do. And uh, our secretary of state did, two courts in Colorado did, but our two courts didn't. And and I'm not even saying it's not that the courts didn't rule with us, because, of course, in the end, the courts actually you know held Shenna's ruling in place. So in essence the courts have basically said your ruling is fine, hold on to it until we get more information, right? I don't but think the they said your is,
0: ruling is fine. I mean
1: they put they <laughs> kept it in place. They didn't overturn it, they didn't look at it. they didn't they didn't this is the point, right? They didn't look at her ruling and say that was a bad ruling. They didn't look at her ruling and say you made the right ruling, right? They basically said, "All right, you made your ruling, we're going to leave it in place." which is what they did and now we're going to wait for more information to come forward. Well and no, cuz
0: she she made her ruling. She made the ruling that the nomination petition was invalid and then mm-hmm. and then she agreed and all the parties agreed to stay that decision of hers until the Anderson case is decided which is the Colorado case, right?
1: Well, no, they said we would stay this until the courts adjudicate this because you don't know that Anderson is going to decide Maine. And in fact, we know that Anderson will not decide some parts of the Maine case. Anderson is not going to decide whether or not Shana Bellows had the authority to make this decision, right? So, but no, in essence, both courts left her ruling in place, which is what she, she, you know, we all wanted. So, in that sense, that's great. But I'm actually saying that's. That was not the right thing to do. What we wanted them to do was to actually rule on the merits of the case, to look at this the way the Colorado courts did and determine, was Donald Trump an insurrectionist and does the 14th Amendment apply? And so Shema's ruling is still the rule of the land. It's what's in place in Maine. There's nothing that's overturned that. And the courts have said, all good, fine. It's an well, a. yeah. I, I guess win.
0: I I interpret the decisions a little bit differently than you do. I'm not as optimistic that they said, "Oh, your decision is all fine and good." I think that the 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 risk here. Well, I it's mean, in all They, 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 they decided. The decided Channabell decision. Overturned. Well, it's not overturned, but it's it it's it's also not effective. <laughs> it's not enforceable. So you you're sort of at ground zero. But but I think the risks are is, and and this is an important risk is that. You know, whether or not Shanna has the authority is, is a really interesting question, because at a time in our country where there's such little faith in institutions, there's certainly the appearance, you know, that, that the power of the office of Secretary of State is not being used to, you know... To run elections in the best interests of the state, that the power of the office of Secretary of State is being used for partisan purposes and maybe for personal political and, it, and it, according it, according to whom? Well, I, I I think a lot of according to
1: according to Trump supporters, sure.
0: Well, I don't think like just
1: that, I don't think that's a universal opinion.
0: I don't think I don't think Most? it's just Trump supporters. I think I think there's a lot of lawyers who would are just in full agreement with the decision of justice murphy and and with the law court. this clearly i mean as somebody who has to deal with the final judgment rule in my cases with substantial because the bottom line is this this we're talking about the possibility of donald trump getting one delegate in maine right that that's what we're talking about is whether or not ultimately in the election he will get one well, delegate. We're
1: talking about a l- you're talking about a lot more than
0: that no but but the but political yes. the political the reality the political consequence of Trump being held invalid and not being on the ballot is that in Maine Trump's not going to win so in Maine the only things that really at stake for him is one electoral vote uh, you know and he needs like 1215 so it so in the big picture it sure it could make a difference in the outcome of the election it seems more like sort of a, a, a a political exercise, perhaps somewhat performative on the, on the part of the Secretary of State. So it just no, seems that's,
1: like no, but that's your okay, but that's your opinion. That, that is you're welcome to your opinion, obviously, just like I'm welcome to mine. But I, I don't. I have most of the stuff that I have read, other than from extreme partisans, even from folks who disagreed with Shinna's opinion, said this was what her job was. She was supposed to do this. She was supposed to weigh the facts. And I totally they disagree. disagree. With where she landed.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but well, I don't. Know. I, the
1: the Press Herald, the Bangor Daily News, they both wrote editorials. Yeah, saying,
0: we well, the Press Herald and did, me. But <laughs> the thing well, is, I'm is the, the rules mainstream. of evidence.
1: There,
0: there's no factual record. It, typically, in in court cases, there's a factual record that has been you know created using the rules of evidence. In this case, there was a fine. You know, there was a report out of Congress, but there was no factual record. There was no final judgment, and so you know the. the the case will go well, through the... But, okay,
1: but Cynthia, we, ha- we had this debate two weeks ago, right? Two courts looked at the evidence, gave Donald Trump... Yeah, his day in court, one,
0: one, in court one trial court both? in Colorado, one trial court.
1: One trial court and then the Supreme Court reviewed it and Donald Trump had his day in court just as much as the prosecution side, if you can call it that, had its day in court. And the same thing happened here in Maine. I sat through a 10 hour hearing in which Donald Trump had every opportunity to present his evidence and then we submitted briefs and he submitted briefs for a week after that. And looking at that evidence, made the determination, just as they are supposed to do. So it's just not accurate to say that Donald Trump has not had his day in court around these decisions and that these courts weren't doing exactly what they are lined up to do.
0: But uh, isn't it, isn't, if it, if isn't it the case, though, that there there is not a single piece of evidence of any action that Trump took? Like, it was all I his words, court. right? I mean, isn't that kind of the issue, though? No, is that,
1: of course not. Of course not. Other than talking... His words. What do you mean? In terms, did he actually march up onto the Capitol? Right. I mean, did Europe he take, party? did
0: he, in, in terms of engaging in an insurrection, there's been a finding by the Secretary of State that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection. And two
1: courts of law. You keep leaving out Colorado. Two courts of law. And let's be very well, clear. Well, because it's not a, two courts not of law. Sh-
0: it was one trial court in Colorado that was upheld on appeal. And that's not two courts of law. That's one trial court that it was upheld on appeal. Just okay, like-
1: fine. Then at least include that, right? Because you keep saying that nobody has had this. You can go through the legalese if you want to, but from the perspective i think of most people who look at this who say to themselves okay donald trump had a day in court in terms of being able to defend whether or not he was an insurrectionist yes he did and then he was never
0: charged with being an insurrectionist
1: you don't have to be charged with being an insurrectionist to be banned to be disqualified from running for president of the united states right many no no confederates were charged with it and yet they couldn't run as a matter of fact the conditions of surrender were that they would not be prosecuted for these crimes, and yet none of them could run for office. So it doesn't matter if you're criminally charged with something that, by the way, didn't even exist as a, as on the books at that time, right? So you don't even have to be charged with it, let alone found guilty of it. What needs to happen is an adjudicatory body has to look at it and say, okay, here's what the Supreme, here's what the Constitution says engaged in insurrection let's understand what engaged in insurrection means engaged in insurrection doesn't mean you have to have been somebody who went and broke a window right you can be an arsonist well it seems to me there should be
0: some there there should be some process to to determine whether or not he engaged in in, insurrection besides the secretary of state so just but let's just talk a little bit the the, the, the legal outcome We have to wait, you know, and we can we can speculate as much as we want. We can characterize what happened in Colorado as best you can. In my view, the Colorado decision is is interesting, but it's compared to what? It's compared to a lot of other venues that have found in the other direction. But but the the practical, but the practical outcome. That's
1: important. Wait a minute, Cynthia. Correct that. Tell me one court that has said he is not an insurrectionist.
0: No, other states, other Secretary of states have not. Any, have, it, there have been several it, challenges. Right. There have been several challenges to his.
1: But none have been ruled on the merits. That's the point, right? What those other states have done is what our superior courts did. Which no, was, well, the reason why they haven't been ruled right. on the
0: merits is the reason why they haven't been ruled on the merits is because the decision-maker in the case, for instance, Secretary of Bellows, found that they were not qualified to make that decision, that that was outside their purview, that that, that that's
1: no. Wait a minute, that is not correct. The secret- you're absolutely right that secretaries in other states have different responsibilities. We have a relatively unique process here in Maine. If Cynthia Dill goes and gathers signatures and I want to contest you from being able to be on the ballot, I get to go to the Secretary of State and the Secretary of State gets to determine whether or not in a hearing. I have a legitimate cause to say you're not qualified. Yeah, but
0: Ethan, that if, if Donald not Trump, every if, other if Donald Trump is that. disqualified because he violated the Fourteenth Amendment of the United States Constitution, then he's yes. he's disqualified. I mean, then he's disqualified right. in every state. It's not like he's just disqualified in Maine. That the United States Constitution right. applies in every state. So until it's resolved exactly. by the United States Supreme Court, we're not going to know. But the bottom line is the the the, well, the, the political consequence is one delegate. Do you at least agree with that? That that really no, so the think-
1: concept well, no, this is a much bigger debate than simply one delegate, as you know, right? This is this is about whether or not this man is qualified. And let me just say I totally agree with you and, and I don't think anybody disagrees. We've said it from the beginning. The United States Supreme Court is going to be the final arbiter of some very important questions. In this. And we have said the same thing. We said it in our briefs to both courts. That everybody expects that that's going to be the case. But what we were asking our courts to do is to resolve as many of the issues as they can until the Supreme Court makes that decision. And of course, a tough decision, it's a hard decision, it's what they have to do. But that ultimately is going to lead to what is a much bigger conversation. It is not simply about one delegate in one state. I think it would be terrible, although the Supreme Court could decide that each state gets to decide whether or not this person is qualified. I don't think that's a good idea, but... They could, who knows? Um, But it is, I think, going to come down to a place where they're going to make a decision about whether he is qualified or not. That's what we hope. So I agree with you, the Supreme Court's going to be the final arbiter here, no doubt.
0: Well, you know, I think in Maine, I think a lot of people are, we're we're going to get ready to go and vote and there's going to be a a primary election. and, And so do you think that this case is going to help his numbers or hurt him like do you think that there's there's going to be more people turning out now because now like you said his name is donald trump is going to be on the ballot and and whether or not people know it's it's valid or not it seems to me that the 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 (laughs) impact that this is going to have on republican turnout is going to increase trump's margin like substantially so i just wonder if do you have any regrets
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that his numbers might that his numbers might increase in a Republican primary what well, uh, number one of them makes no difference to me I don't think you should ever in a question like this it's like the people who are prosecuting him for the classified records they should not be making a decision about whether to prosecute him based on whether or not some people might get annoyed and might turn out more but so no I have no fear that I don't care if more Republicans turn out or don't turn out based on what this is this is about a man who is not qualified to be president of the United States because he committed insurrection against the country that he serves. So that's the most important issue we have to resolve. It's not about whether or not it might motivate some people. You and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't, I don't know. Look, Donald Trump's base.
0: Isn't the reason why, you want, but the whole reason on, why, the reason why you want to who, find who's him. Who's
1: going to vote for Donald Trump because we're, because there's a court case against him. The same Versus
0: people who who, who now Trump has has gained in the polls has gained in popularity in almost direct proportion to what's called like lawfare against him. And so there's a you know there's a lot of people who are so angry at so you, what they so, perceive okay. as no. Let me finish though. There's there's a, just yeah, okay. I I think to to it it's not um, I I think it's. You have to appreciate the level of anger of the Trump base against sort of what they perceive as, you know, an unfair and rigged process. And so these these legal challenges, while perhaps the, the ultimate concern is that he's unqualified. But the bottom line is that it's whether or not he's going to win the election. You know, there's an election. And and so the question just is, 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 it, is this going to help him? win or 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 not help him but but also politically do you think that shenna bellows is is sticking your neck out and and might suffer down the road just in terms of being kind of labeled a um like a firebrand and therefore i don't know perhaps unfairly um i don't know no
1: i I mean i'm just i'm surprised that you are sort of buying into if you are buying into this you
0: know the law this
1: site, this, <laughs> i'm buying law. into the law no, to me no, i read no, all no, the no. decisions I, mean,
0: you, I have them here but, on my but, i have them here on my desk Michaela no, but, murphy but Cynthia, decided no 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. I, I'm, no no wait a minute hold a second you're going back and forth between the politics of this and the legality because they're intertwined
0: and no. it's so obvious I know, they're but, intertwined
1: so you so so i've been talking about the legality i'm happy to talk about the politics of it but again The legality of it, you and I can debate forever. The politics of it, if you want to move into that conversation, I start with, and I stand by, if somebody is disqualified to run for president, you should not sit back and allow them to run for president simply because your fear is that it will make their base angry that you try to disqualify them, right? I think that is a fair assessment that most people would agree with. If somebody, if Arnold Schwarzenegger is wanting to run for president and the Constitution says he cannot, and you file suit and he fights back against that suit, and people get angry and angry and might want to turn out more, I would assume that you would agree that, yes, well, unfortunately he can't run, so that is a legitimate pursuit, or if somebody who was, as President of the United States, decided to take top-secret classified documents back to his home and refused to give them back to the government, and or that person tried to overthrow an election by trying to pressure a Secretary of State in Atlanta, and or, and or, and or, 91 indictments later, you say to yourself that it's probably more important that we uphold the rule of law and that we worry about the political ramifications of what his base might be.
0: Well, I'm I'm I all in. Think- I'm all in for upholding the rule of law. And when I read the decisions of Shanna Bellows, I I guess disagreed with her ultimate outcome that there was enough evidence. But then it was challenged, and the superior court rightfully remanded it. Of you know, in, in to a certain extent, until the Anderson decision is. Is decided, and then that then the appeal of the secretary to the law court was rightly decided that it was inappropriate because of the final judgment rule. I mean, these are the rules that all lawyers deal with every day. So, to me, the the legal process is working out, but the, it's the political outcome of it that I think is the most important, and that's that it 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 it's gonna, in my view, just create higher voter turnout for Trump in the long run, and we're talking about one electoral vote. So I, I hope I hope you know
1: Wait a minute. I, I just I don't I guess I'm not following. You You're, you think that we should not pursue somebody who may very likely be disqualified. Running for president. I don't think we the Secretary of State should
0: decide if Donald Trump is disqualified. I just don't so think she okay. has okay. But that's, <laughs> You know, but I just but, but, I, I just don't think so that she I don't read need. her decision and think and agree with it. You know, I think that she okay. she could have decided uh, it another way. She did not have to thrust herself in the national spotlight and make a decision that is like in my view, like pretty extreme. It's never been done before. But, there hasn't been it, any finding. Okay, I but, mean
1: I but, Cynthia, you keep ignoring that Colorado did the same thing. Because, because
0: I can ignore the Colorado decision. Just like, I mean, you, you, because it has no, bi- it has no legal,
1: oh, but bi- just like it doesn't decision. bind
0: anybody except Colorado.
1: Right. But she relied a lot on similar evidence to what those courts looked at. So her, that court is referenced in her decision. Right. I mean, you said you just called it extreme. She, it's and a all pretty, I'm it's a
0: boot and suspenders argument, the, though. That, she, that basically, she said that you know he is lied. The Colorado
1: Supreme Court's extreme.
0: She, uh, you know, was, I disagree. The Colorado Supreme
1: Court extreme. I mean, that's all. I'm just repeating to that. So again, you and I can go back and forth. The, the, the Colorado stuff, state Syria courts
0: that, are like it's it's a partisan court. It was a split decision. They're, all um, they're elected oh, judges. They're all and there was still no factual record, no rules of evidence, and they took what was a con- congressional record and made a factual finding. And I just, in my view, think, I'm not think, comfortable okay, with that. Let Donald? me
1: ask you this. Do you think that Donald Trump, do you think that January 6th was an insurrection?
0: I think that that if Donald, uh, uh, was Donald the Trump, day was January, 6th, January that's, 6th, that's like, I can't answer that question. The, I believe that everybody okay. who's been charged and convicted of engaging in insurrection deserves to be punished and I appreciate very much the work of the US attorneys who are prosecuting these criminals and sending them to jail including many people from the state of Maine and I also appreciate very much the fact that the lead prosecutor chose not to prosecute Donald Trump after reviewing the evidence so when you have prosecutors with like years of training specifically assigned to decide whether or not there's enough evidence to prosecute Donald Trump for insurrection and they don't do it and then you have Shanna Bellows <laughs> who was an elector for Joe biden well, who like, was nominated and okay, elected you're, by you're, the you're democrats gonna, you're, decide you're, you're, that he engaged in an insurrection it's like oh okay so i'm fine with the fact that the okay, decisions are going But and, again, and it, i think it's, it's not, just gonna, wait a
1: minute wait a minute but you're you're making shipping you have a book B in your bonnet about shenna i don't know what that's all about. i don't again, I, I, you you have to look back at, you have to look back at beyond simply what shenna did if you find what Shanna, remember 230 members of the united states congress the U.S. House, Republicans and Democrats, said he committed insurrection.
0: Yeah, but then he was found, he was acquitted by the Senate. Now
1: hold on, hold on, <laughs> 57, 57 members of the United States Senate, Democrats and Republicans, said he committed insurrection. Now, is that a guilty verdict? It is not. But for you to claim that it is some extremist position to claim that he committed insurrection when 57 members of the United States Senate and over 230 members of Congress... Democrats and Republicans alike said the exact same thing, and a district court in Colorado, and a Supreme Court in Colorado, and Shana bellows and indeed, no court has looked at this evidence yet and said no, he was not an insurrectionist, and no prosecutor has taken up the, the case. You to say, well, there's no second no, place but, in
0: politics, though. I mean, so the fact that'd be like getting you know, oh, like eight out of twelve jurors no, when you need no, a an unanimous verdict. It's like this,
1: you called her, you called her an you called it extreme. You're telling me then that Susan Collins called him an insurrectionist. No, Susan Susan Collins found as a United
0: no, Susan Collins' job as a United States senator was to be uh, the trial court and she cast her, her verdict. I mean, she, and and she obviously found
1: him guilty.
0: Right. And that was her job. And and I'm saying that it wasn't Shanna Bellow's job. job. Well, I don't think, I don't think it is. I don't think it's Shanna's job to decide whether or not Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection. I just don't. I don't well, think that that's, but, okay. th- but, but, but we'll can, go through, you but, you the, politics, so that, but okay, the politics, so let's, okay, let's, let's move on to national politics okay. though, because the bottom line okay. is okay. that in Maine, uh, um, the, the, you know, on the Repu- Joe Biden obviously is going to be the Democratic nominee. I think we can pretty much agree with that. But on the, and on the Republican side, yes. certainly all the numbers suggest that if Donald Trump is is <laughs> deemed qualified, obviously given what we've just said, you don't you know you're you're, you're holding out hope that maybe he won't be. But assuming he is <laughs> is is qualified, yeah. um, you know he he has the lead now. He has all the numbers. But but really, only about four hundred thousand voters in in two states have have. Recorded a preference for the Republican, and 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 so do you think that um, I don't know? Do you think that all of what's going on, your case, um, the prosec- the prosecutions that are happening around the country, um, all of his legal troubles? Do you think that there's any chance that, that Trump is is not going to be the nominee, or do you think that there's really a a whole? A are you holding out hope that he might not be the the Republican nominee?
1: No, he, he will be the Republican nominee, whether he is qualified or not is a bigger question. But putting that question aside, no, he will be the Republican nominee. I, I don't think there was any chance that Nikki Haley will be able to beat him, knock him out. I, mean, I think after New Hampshire, I don't think there was a chance for her to beat him. There hasn't been a chance for her to beat him for a long time, basically since he got in the race. And I think if Nikki Haley even makes it to Super Tuesday, uh, I think it will... It, Super Tuesday will be
0: the end. I can't imagine why she would jump, you know, drop out though, because she's got all the money. Yeah. You know, she's got, well, we'll see what happens in um, South Carolina, but, you know, New Hampshire was, um, it was sort of a route, but not really. I mean, he won by 11 yeah. points, and I think that was a better performance than a lot of people had expected. And, you know, he's got his, his issues, and now he's going crazy saying that if anybody, you know, donates to Bird Brain, they're forever barred. I, I'm hoping that. Yeah. I'm still hopeful that um, perhaps Maine's one Republican electoral vote, if it goes red, would go to Nikki Haley. But I kind of doubt that. But but I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll I guess we'll. well
1: I, I just I mean, it would would it, would I love for Nikki Haley to you know have a great Super Tuesday and to keep this fight going forever? Of course, because it's really important that Joe Biden gets reelected, and I would love to see the Republicans eat themselves for. Six months, but I just don't. Just looking at it as a from a political analyst perspective, yes, I I agree with you. Uh, She is getting a lot of money. We'll see if that keeps coming. She got a big boost after New Hampshire, but you also saw, you know, the Trump machine is very strong, and everybody started uniting around him. And even the Republican Party is now trying to say that he's going to be the nominee. He's forcing Congress to vote down the immigration bill or trying to force Congress to vote down the immigration bill. I mean, it's awful what he's doing, but it's what he's always done, and it's unfortunately because the Republican Party is just so utterly lost in terms of having any kind of ethical center, uh, I think he's going to dominate. Now, would it be great if Dickie Haley could survive and keep this thing going and cause trouble? I would love it, but I just don't think it's going to happen.
0: It's just amazing to me that, like you said, that, you know, the Trump machine is is you know roaring across the nation like a big tank. At the same time, a lot of Trump people from his former administration are going to jail, you know, and uh, I know. <laughs> it, 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 it it you know it. I don't know it, it yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I think
1: there's going to be I think there's going to be more of that. I mean, I think when you see Georgia, more how many of them have. You know, pled guilty. We had that run of three or four of them pleading guilty. I think you're going to see more of that in Georgia. And I think once these federal cases that Jack Smith is bringing forward, Jack Smith, uh, I think we both agree, is very smart. He knows what he's doing, and I expect that his cases are going to be very strong. And you know, one of the things when you talk about the politics of this, and again, I want to be very careful because I, I don't, I don't think you ever do these kinds of prosecutions for the politics. And as a matter of fact, and a lot of times, you might say to yourself. I'm going to hold back a little bit on prosecuting because of the politics of the moment, because it might interfere. But in some instances, you just can't allow national security, can't allow elections to be overturned, et cetera, et cetera. And I think what he's doing, if if and when one of these trials happens and Trump gets convicted, I do think, as we've seen in a number of polls, that people who are in the Republican Party are going to have a little more sanity around it and say, you know what, if this guy really is convicted of some of these things, you know, I I can look at it now and call it all politics, but if he actually gets convicted, then that's a different story. I think that will start to undermine
0: him. That is a different story. And I'm waiting like anxiously to see if there's any convictions because it's troubling to see what's happening in Atlanta and some of these other places (laughs) where, you know, he's just, I don't know, where Trump's gaining, uh, where he shouldn't be gaining. But, you know, you look at the, the, Headlines in the paper, strong economy, you know, expanding um, 3%, you know, just unexpected, strong economic signals, low gas prices, all the things that sets Joe Biden up pretty good for the upcoming election. And then at the same time, there's all this, you know, chatter and noise about his mental acuity and there's all these clips going around that are viral. I just wonder, what do you think?
1: About, about Biden? Yeah, like
0: what do you, where do you, I mean, his no, his his numbers startage. are pretty low it's right just, now. But how, where do you see the president right now in terms of the, the contest between him and who we sort of agree is, seems to be the eventual nominee, Donald Trump? How strong do you think Joe Biden is right now?
1: I think he's as strong as he needs to be right now. You know, at the moment, the conversation is around Trump, and that's okay. And I think once the clarity happens, the primary's over, um, and the contrast becomes clearer, uh, I think he'll get stronger and stronger. Uh, You know, I wish he was stronger, but you and I, you know, we understand the machine and how it works today, and all of these things are going around about his mental acuity are just disgusting, right? They're completely inappropriate. They're inaccurate. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, obviously, is, you
0: know, well, he's just as much an idiot that when I listen to Donald Trump, it sounds like complete he's not just gibberish much, he's to me. That,
1: that, that's the right. It's just it's worse. Yeah, right? it's, but these are the these are the things that happen in politics. And I think once the contrast becomes clear, you know, Republicans have launched a very concerted effort to use age to try to go after Trump and use their ageism to go after Trump. i uh, sorry, to go after uh, Biden i think in the end that that's not going to work uh, i think that in the end when the contrast is clear and when the race is set um, biden's numbers will get stronger and trump's numbers will get weaker but it's going to be close until the end no matter what
0: yeah it really is are it's going to be a every close race, race has been that
1: way it's not you know it's not different than than biden and obama right that was a close race as well and so was hillary and trump and so was trump and biden and so was Bush v. Gore, right? As close as it gets. And so was Bush and Kerry. All these races are really close. So I don't think we should read too much into the fact. We all think, I think on our side, my God, we should be crushing this guy. We should be beating him by 20 points. It just doesn't happen in presidential politics in America today.
0: So well, and especially given the, put, the landscape, there's just so much doom and gloom that it's hard not to be down on everything. I mean, between the war and... I but I mean, I think that the best thing going for Joe Biden is the economy. I mean, because he, he yes. even though people... I don't listen to necessarily what he has to say because I just look at what he's doing. And I, in my view, Joe Biden is doing a good job as president. You know, he's doing a great job um, managing the economy. Obviously, there's some criticisms that are, you know. Yeah. Clearly, the border is a crisis. And I'm and I'm really, I'm anxious to see, you know, the, the, the deal that was supposed to be worked out between the Republicans and the Democrats in Washington, uh, you know, Ukraine aid for border security. Now, like you said earlier, you alluded to it, that Donald Trump is meddling with that. That, to me, seems like it could be very, very risky because if he blows up a deal that ends up denying border security, I just don't know how that's going to play in the general election. But what's more, just gives us more to talk about in the future. Ethan Strimling, thank you so much yes. for joining the program.
1: Thank you. Always All lively and always fun anytime. All right, have, have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you, you too.